0: hello everyone thank you for tuning in to editor knows best i am the ceo of love for words which is an editing boutique you're tuned in to editor knows best the podcast which is for writers and authors who are either new to the field or even experienced but we talk about different topics related to publishing writing and editing Um, we do have a special guest today he is also an editor like myself. and he is also an author. He does have a published ebook. And um, the name of his business is a Nice Touch Editing services. and he has passion and zeal for writing. Um, he is a modern renaissance man. Um, he has been writing since a very early age. He spent countless hours of his day writing short stories and poems as a young boy. And he has continued to nurture his passion and eventually fulfilled his goal of achieving his bachelor's degree in journalism from Morgan State University in Baltimore, Maryland. But that was only the beginning. His career has covered a wide range of writing jobs. He's been a newspaper editor, a journalist, a cybersecurity communication specialist, proposal writer, and a poet. His wide breadth of experience has led him to create nice touch editing services as he saw a need for students and professionals to have access to quality writing and editing. Today's guest is Mr. Ibn Akbar. Thanks so much for joining us today, Ibn.
1: Hey, thank you very much for that intro, Katara. I might need to bring you around with me everywhere I go just for that intro. <laughs> Got me pumped up. Ready. Good,
0: good. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> so, I do know that you're an editor and we've shared that with our audience, but can you yeah. tell us a little bit more about your ebook?
1: My ebook. Okay. So, the ebook is called Nice Touch Grammar Tips Volume 1. So the ebook, what it does, it it goes down the very wide list of word pairings in the English language that often get people tripped up. So for example, two versus two, T-O versus T-O-O. Yes. A lot of times in people's writing, you're gonna mess up which word to use at the right time, or their T-H-E-I-R versus right. their right. T-H-E-Y apostrophe. R E, and then there, you know. So it gives you the glossary, and then it breaks down. It gives you an example sentence of each word, and it just breaks down. Here's how to remember which word to use in your writing, because you don't want people getting you tripped up. So mm-hmm. that that's the book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably about 50 pages, but it's mm-hmm. pretty much just a glossary of those different word pairings. And uh, I think it's. I actually came up with that book off of social media because I've had people... I I started a thing called Nice Touch Grammar Tips that I do on my Instagram.
0: Okay.
1: And Mm -hmm. one day somebody reached out like, hey, do you offer a class on grammar tips or something? Like, I think this is really great. I come to your post every day. And when she said that, I told her, actually, I'm working on a book, even though at the time I wasn't. Right. But her sending that message (laughs) these tips need to be in a book. So... That kind of sparked the idea, and and it's been out for a few months now. Awesome. Yeah. So,
0: thank you for bringing it up. You've done a lot of
1: research on me.
0: Yes, I have to research my guests before I select them. Um, okay. So, if I send you a special invitation, it's because um, I've seen you know seen your page and seen the work that you've done, or. Seen you know the clients you work with and then I'll reach out Um, and then I also have quite a few clients who reach out to me to be on the show so I always like to be prepared and make sure I'm um, inviting guests who align with with what I'm doing here on the podcast so I'm glad that you're able to join us and Mm -hmm. impart some knowledge and tell us a little bit more about yourself so um, as I did share in the intro you are also an editor so I would love to know and the audience would love to know about your journey to becoming an editor um, and how that all started.
1: My journey to becoming an editor. Well, kind of as you touched on it, I've been writing since I was a a child, you know, writing. Remember my first short story I wrote was how the zebras got their stripes, like second or third grade. Mm -hmm. And my Mm -hmm. teacher told my mother, hey, he's going to be a writer. Like this story was too elaborate for a second or third grader. So (laughs) I've been at this for For years, really Um, I never really thought about being an editor Until after college Okay Which, because you know, I I was One, I've always been I've always had the hustle mind state Mm -hmm. And I know Mm -hmm. this is an editor's podcast But I just want to walk you through Where where I'm coming from So I've always been Someone that's looking to provide a service That other people need Uh, Actually in college I used to give I started Uber before Uber Mm-hmm. So, sophomore mm-hmm. year, I was giving people rides on Morgan State's campus. Mm-hmm. I had flyers all over campus, and mm-hmm. I was the guy mm-hmm. where people would call if he needed a ride. So, yeah. Yeah, Uber came. Yeah. I should have turned it into an app, but it's yeah. all good. <laughs> um, so, the point is I used to help people with their, you know, little essays or articles, little things like that in college. Right. And then after, you know, I graduated, I said, you know what, I should keep this up. Like, maybe... I should take that idea of creating flyers for my writing service and create some flyers for a company. Right. Mm-hmm. Editing company. So one day I was actually working with someone that gave me like a couple bucks to help with their their paper. And I was like, I reread it and I was like, man, I really put a nice touch on this. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, ah, that's my company right there. Nice touch editing.
0: Mm-hmm. And I kind of
1: just ran with it from there. And I've, uh, I've been blessed to to really have some some good progress with the company. I started it back in 2014. Um, It's been a long journey. It's not easy trying to be an entrepreneur because I fully do my own business. I don't I don't have a nine to five. I am my source of income. Right. Uh, Right. You know, there's been times where I've wanted to quit and not do it, but I just kept pushing, and now have contracts with. Striker Corporation doing cybersecurity communications, which you touched on. Didn't know you knew about mm-hmm. that, but you know, <laughs> I have contracts with a university out here in D.C. I'm just kind of doing my thing, but it was a long journey. So, one thing I want to say and I don't want to go off topic because this is your interview, but I want to tell anyone out there if they're looking to become an editor or you have a passion for writing and editing, keep going with it. Like, never give up just because you get turned down or people tell you, ah. Uh, I don't really know about that. Nah, keep going, keep perfecting your craft and you know, you'll get there. I was I've been rejected by so many editing companies, quote unquote, where I do the little editing tests and they tell me, ah, well, you failed And it's like, Well man, am I not good enough? Why am I I I But you know, you just gotta keep at it. Never let other people tell you.
0: Absolutely. And thank you for sharing that. I would have, you know, asked you that question, you know, further into the interview, but you jumped ahead. That's fine. Um, So piggybacking off of saying you faced a lot of rejection, um, of course, um, I'm a black female editor in the industry and um, you are a black male editor. Have you or do you feel that there's been instances where um, your race has come into play in either increasing or decreasing your opportunities as an editor?
1: So when it comes to a lot of the online tests that I've been rejected for, I can't say it's necessarily because I'm black because they don't necessarily see my face. Right. However, I will say, you know, my name is Ibn Arabic name. So that has a certain stigma out here. So I, I'm i not going to say that that hasn't hindered me in certain ways because people hear that name and it's like, oh, yeah. You know, you know all the stigmas that come with a name like Ibn Arab. For sure. I, I would definitely say that's brought some challenges my way but I don't let it stop me because at at some point you just have to create your own lane because there's always going to be a target market for you Absolutely. So certain folks out here that don't want to deal with you because you're a black person. Guess what? You need to be dealing with black people because black people <laughs> like to do business with black people. So, right, how do right. you need to get around those obstacles? You just make it work. So,
0: yes, thank you so much for sharing that. And um, I, I echo those sentiments. Um, most of my clients are black women. Um, you know, you gravitate towards people who are like you. So, like you said, we all have a target market. And also thank you for saying black people like to do business with black people because we know um, the stigma doesn't um, portray that. Um, There's a lot of negativity surrounding doing business with black people um, and that we don't do the business with each other and things like that. So I agree with that and I'm glad that you brought that to the forefront. So do you, what what types of documents documents do you edit? So
1: I have a wide range of documents I edit. So I I edit books. So I've edited books of all genres. I've edited poetry books. I've edited nonfiction books about the Oregon Trail. I've edited books on, i actually edited a book from a therapist, which it was very interesting because he got into a lot of voodoo and a lot of different things in this book that <laughs> it was very interesting to read. One thing about being an editor is that as your clientele expands, the type of material you read expands. So Definitely. It, whether it's an educational thing, I actually had a presentation today I gave to a university because I'm going to be editing uh, journal articles for a whole faculty conference. So mm-hmm. all these professors mm-hmm. and doctors will be writing journal articles. Awesome. So But I'm excited about that because they've come up with all kinds of different research hypotheses about different things in the community and what they want to do and how they want to change things and i get a chance to help them affect that change by ensuring their publication is is up to speed so i also write resumes i edit blog content proposals Pretty much anything. If you're writing something and you need to make it sound clear and efficient, I'm the guy for you.
0: Awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. So what would you um, recommend to, you know, those who are maybe are. So for me, there are a lot of clients that I have consultations with and they're afraid to work with an editor, which I'm sure you've experienced yourself as well. So what would you say to encourage or um, lessen the worries about like an editor removing your voice to those who may be hesitant to work with an editor. Katara,
1: that question—I'm <laughs> so this, this interview is going to be so good because that question is perfect. <laughs> and this was not planned, you all listening. This no, it was just not off the top. And what I'm about to say, we she had no idea was going to say. But to your very point. I have a model for my company. It might be on my website. I might have taken it down when I did the redesign. But my motto is I edit content, not creativity. Oh, that's now, awesome. why I have that model is to Katara's question, a lot of people have hesitancy when it comes to working with an editor because you don't want someone to come in and change up your material to the point where it doesn't sound like you. Anymore.
0: Exactly. It's
1: like, okay, well, I gave you this and I've dealt with that Back at Morgan, when I had a internship, I did an article for the Baltimore Afro. I got it back, and it was, no, I didn't even write, like, what is this? I didn't write this. Right. Ratched up my material and wrote something else. I learned from that, when I'm working with clients, you always want to let them know. I edit content, not creativity, so that voice is always going to shine through in your material. My only job is to make sure that your message is clear and easily digestible for that audience. But... And for editors out there, it's really important to have a high level of reading comprehension because you need to be able to read through, before you even put an edit on the paper, you need to be able to read through that page or that paragraph and make sure you understand where that writer's coming from. Because if you don't know where they're coming from, there's no way that you can edit it in a way that's gonna still sound like them. So that, that, that's a big key, reading comprehension. You gotta be able to read through material And a lot of times when I'm editing, I'll literally read through a whole page. I don't even think about putting track changes on to touch anything. I just want to read it Mm -hmm. and see where you're coming from. Right. What do you saying? say? And then from there, I'll jump into the editing. Okay, I know your voice. Because I've done a lot of editing where clients talk a certain level of slang terminology. Absolutely. Oregon Trail, there was a certain level of Midwestern slang where you don't want to take that out because it takes away from the vibe of what's being written. So you need to, and it's really gotta find your groove when it comes to editing and, and not taking people's voice out. It's not easy. No. Perfect it, you'll get there.
0: Yeah, that's definitely something that came with time. Um, when I first started editing, I struggled with that. Um, and sometimes I still have to remind myself, you know, like um, sometimes I help with a social media copyright. So a client will send something to me like, oh, this is what I want to post on social media. And I have to remember I need to write in their voice and not mine, because obviously it's their, you know, they want to connect with their target market. Um, And then I also agree with uh, making sure you understand the client that you're working with before you work with them. So I do like the upfront consultation. I do a free sample edit. And that's my time to get to know their voice and what needs to stay, what needs to go. And then also to your point of language variations. So I might be reading an urban fiction book that specializes in ebonics or African-American vernacular or, you know, whatever, southern slang or whatever that is. So um, that's another thing that you have to be cognizant of as an editor. And the good thing about doing it freelance or having your own business is you can decide what genre you want to work in what type of editing you want to do um so i agree with all of that and like mm-hmm. you said none of this was planned but um right. you know as editors i'm sure we we experienced lots of the same thing mm-hmm. so what do you say is your favorite and least favorite part of um being an editor oh that
1: is a that's a good question because i my favorite and least favorite i I've never thought about my least favorite because I really enjoy what I do, Mm -hmm. but I definitely want to answer that question. My least favorite about being an editor. Hmm. So I would say my least favorite thing about being an editor is working with difficult clients who flip-flop in the middle of you working with them in terms of when you first have your initial consultation or you agree to whatever the project may be then halfway through oh actually I think I want to go in this direction that that's (laughs) that can be very cumbersome (laughs) because you know as a professional the one thing that I always pride myself on is always remaining professional at all times even when you have people that don't give you that same level of professionalism, but I'm the right. business owner. So, and you know, I don't want, I want to break that stigma of, oh, you can't work with black people because they're not professional. They do this, they do that. Right. So I do the opposite. Like I make it a point. Anytime you work with me, or even if you decide not to work with me, you'll look at my emails I've sent you and be like, man, I just love the, the professionalism that stands yes. out in those emails. So I'm always professional. Um, so, when I'm dealing with people who aren't professional and do a lot of flip-flopping in the middle of the process, it can be frustrating. And when people try to nickel and dime when it comes to the pricing of what you want to give them. Yeah. Because, yeah. especially with me, n- not just to my own home, but I know I get good quality work. So, if I give you a price along with my sample edits, because that's how I do it. I'll yeah. give you a sample yeah. edit and return that with a quote for service. You know, don't, you know... If if you don't want to go with me because of the price, that's fine. But I I don't like dealing with people who want to haggle on the price because, you know, I'm giving you a price for a reason. So that that's, if I had to choose something that I didn't like, it would be those two things: people haggling with your price or trying to get the oh well, can you give me a little discount? No, like I, I, this is right. business. You right. get discounts when you go to McDonald's. You can't. <laughs> it is it's what it is. Um, <laughs> you're going to get good quality. Like, I'm not giving you a price that's, you know, to a certain point, you're getting lackluster. uh, Exactly. Right. So. Definitely. If I had, but I need to tell everyone out there I love what I do. So, but if I had to choose something, those would be the two things. And what's your favorite part? My favorite part about editing is getting into the, well, a couple things. One, I really enjoy reading people's stories in terms of even if it's just a fictitious story i love to see where people are coming from and the creativity they come up with Um, I just enjoy it like it's, it's like my geeky side but I just love to read and get new information and see what what I can learn from other people while in the process of working and editing their material so I love doing that and I I love the fact that the service that I offer helps the individual I'm dealing with get their message out to the world in a a way that everyone can kind of clearly understand it and it's impactful because a lot of people have great ideas but they're just not great writers Mm -hmm. but -hmm. if they can get in touch with an editor that can take that great idea and really make it stand out and shine, boom and and that's a great feeling when somebody comes back like, hey I've loved what you did with this, this was you know, even when I do resumes for people I've had so many people, hey like I got the job or I got an interview mm-hmm. like it's just that just feels good to know you're a part of
0: helping people out why not
1: the same what you like and make money
0: so definitely um so I I definitely agree with that um getting the Testimonials or reviews and feedback from clients who see the value in what you've done, and they appreciate what you've done, and they um, recognize how important it is, if not essential, um, to their their documents being polished and professional. Um, and tied to what you were saying about professionalism, I 100% agree um, that you know that's very important. And like you said, it to to go against the stigma that um, we as Black people are not professional. I, I do the same thing, um, being crime, Prompt and you know, just just delivering that high customer you know satisfaction. Um, and then <laughs> connected to you saying, um, being haggled. I completely agree with that as well. Um now, I mean, I'm I'm. what well, I started, love for words four years ago so if a client gets a quote and it's not a good price from them for them i don't take that personally i just recognize that they're not my target market so i just move on much like yourself um yeah so i just wanted to um, piggyback on that i know that you said um of course you are an author as well but i guess if you had to choose one and you couldn't do the other anymore for some reason which would you choose an editor or an author Oh,
1: that you, you got some good questions. Um huh, If I could choose one, I think I would I would scrap the author piece and stick with the editing. Okay. Um because there's just something about that like the magnitude of reach you can have as an editor helping out other people get their content out there is that's, that's just a great feeling. Like, I, I really enjoy that feeling of knowing I'm helping people out, you know, getting that content out there. Though I love to write, but no, like, if I could only do
0: one, I would just stick to the editing and helping others out, for sure. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for sharing that. So we have a, a few minutes. Um, I have one more question for you. So as you know, the editors are typically silent partners. So when an author publishes, the likelihood that they're shouting out the editor um, it's not very high compared to like the illustrator or the book cover designer or, um, you know, things like that that are more visual. So, what how, what would you recommend to editors who want to bring themselves to light so that leads to like more clients?
1: So, that that's a great question. This is going to be a good <laughs> podcast listen for everyone out there. Let's talk some good stuff out here. So, one thing that I do, I'm very keen on If I work with someone and they're satisfied with that end product, which they will be, I'm just that confident in what I do. Right. I always fish for a referral. Hey, if you know anyone else out there that can use a book, and I lay out all my services, a book editor, a resume writer, this, that, and the third, please send them my way. One thing I would say to people, never be afraid to ask for the referral. Because I think sometimes you might, especially if you're just getting started, it's like, I don't want to as, like, I don't want them to think I'm trying to use them for no. You gave them a service. Now, hey, if you know somebody else, please send them my way. Exactly. And not only that, but I also Ask for testimonials. Definitely. Hey, I love to work with you. I'm glad you're happy with the product. Uh, if you could give me a testimonial, quick sentence or two of what it was like working with me that I can use for my website or social media. And I, I let them know exactly what I'm using it for. Yes. That would really be appreciated. Which is why now on my website I have a whole page full of mm-hmm. testimonials. Mm-hmm. So I, I then, if I get certain testimonials now, I'm really into the Instagram and Facebook to push yes. the business. Mm-hmm. I'll screenshot that and turn it into a whole motivational
0: post. <laughs> you stealing from me? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Evan stole that from me. <laughs> oh, do we just we, we think we got the similar mindset. Yeah. <laughs> so that again. Yeah that's exactly what I was going to recommend is reviews. And I know a lot of business owners are like, Oh, how do I get reviews? You ask. So sometimes that means asking more than once. So Mm -hmm. I might, you know, email them, you know, as soon as I send them the manuscript final edits and say, send me a testimonial, they might not do it. Maybe a week later I'll do it again. So sometimes you just have to follow up and keep asking. Um, But the other thing that I do is that I share out my clients achievements on my social media. So like if they, when they have their book signing, I'll share that on my business page. Um, if they launch a course based on the book that I edited for them, I'll share that to my page. Um, so a lot of them are business owners. So like I had one just open, uh, she's a, a doula, so she just opened a center. So I shared that on my business page. She's still my client, even though it was a past book, um, I'm planning to work with her again. And no matter how long ago it was, they're still a client. And I'm happy to share that out. And I feel like that's one of my selling points that that you cannot steal. I don't know if you love selling, but that is a great idea. No, but that's one of my unique selling points because I love to, you know, spotlight my clients and... and you know, get, let them get their shine on. So, oh my goodness, this interview was awesome. I really appreciate you dropping nuggets for the audience, who again are authors and writers. And we probably have some um, aspiring editors and new editors who also appreciated this conversation. So, how can people get in touch with you if they want to buy your ebook or they would like to um, hire you as an editor?
1: Awesome. So, Real quick before I get to that, I just want to okay. drop one more piece of advice okay. for any editor out there that may be new, up and coming, or just trying to get your feet in the game. When it comes to pricing, because I know for me when I first got started, pricing is very tough. It is. Especially mm-hmm. when you're just out there getting clients and you sometimes you just throw a price out there because yeah, you want to yeah. get the business. And I've made that mistake of giving prices out. Then when I get that content and it's time to put in the work, i realized I undersold myself so bad. Yes. So one thing that I practice, which I suggest to editors, you never want to give a price on the spot. If you happen to be on the phone with someone, like, oh, how much do you charge to edit this? Or if it's a back and forth on social media, I always tell them actually, well, it varies depending on the level of editing. Exactly. What exactly. I like to do, I'll give you a one to two page sample edit of your work. And when I return it back to you in 24 to 48 hours, I would turn that back to you with the cost for service because this now gives you, as the editor, the opportunity to look at that content and see just how bad it is or how good it is. Right. If right. it's really tough and you know you're about to spend some hours on that, that price needs to go up to reflect yes. that. Yeah. If it's pretty solid and you're just making some minor edits, so okay. And then you can base your price off that. But never set yourself self up by putting a price out there on the spot just because you want the work. And I know it's tough for people that are just getting out there. You're just excited if you got someone talking to you. But trust me, people will respect you if you say, let me get back to you as opposed to, oh, 200. And then it's like, man, I should have charged 800. What was I thinking? So just want to drop that out there for people who are listening who it might be helpful.
0: Definitely. Thank you for that nugget. And that's still actually, um, even if you're not a new editor, it's still something that you have to Um, Finagle with because even now I'm like hold up you know like I will have the consultation and then like you said I'll just say you know what let me take a look at the sample and then you know or it varies by page because I charge per page so I definitely agree with all of that so thank you so much for all the knowledge your time and um, speaking with me and enlightening the audience so if somebody wanted to work with you um, either to edit or they wanted to buy your ebook how can they get in touch with you?
1: Absolutely. So let me start with social media. My Instagram is nice N I C E underscore touch T-O-U-C-H underscore editor. E-D-I-T-O-R. So that's nice underscore touch underscore underscore editor on Instagram. Uh you can find me on Facebook. Uh you can just type my name in Ibn Akbar or you can type in nice touch editing services. That's my business page. Then as far as my website, you can find me on www.nicetoucheding.com. And that's actually where you can find the ebook. So once you go to the website, stick around for about five seconds and a little thing will pop up for you. And it's a nice commercial that goes with the book too. So check that out. Um, we have nicetouchediting.com. You can find the book, you can find the list of my services. Again, I do book editing, resume writing, blog editing, proposal writing if you're a business owner out there looking for government contracts or anything like that i do proposals as well that's how i've gotten a lot of my contracts on the bigger scale proposal writing is a big thing for us business owners out there yeah and yeah oh and my email address is if you just want to hit me up and shoot me an email directly it's ifa at nice touch editing.com is my email and um yeah those are all the ways you can find me i'm also on twitter Yeah, I think it's my insight for you or insight, something about insight. Okay. I need to get a nice touch Twitter going.
0: All right. Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing that information. I am sure our guests will be in touch with you. Um, Thank you everyone for tuning in today. Um, Again, this is Editor Knows Best. I am the... Um, I'm the creator and the host. This Poland. The show airs every Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Anchor.fm/slash Editor Knows Best. You can hear some of the episodes. It it airs on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, um, and some other uh, channels as well. Thanks again, everybody. Uh, Be safe and be well.